Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You're listening to SFP Now. Welcome to another exciting episode of SFP Now. Um, with me today um, is Reesa, and we're just going to go over some news and do some quick reviews of um, of recent television. How you doing, Reesa? I'm doing fine, thanks. I'm um, I'm good here too. Um, so you know we got quite a bit of news, and uh, I think the first story we should need out on um, because you know by the time we get this uh, up, it's going to be sort of like kind of a little bit old. Is um, is the fact that Black Panther um, has sunk the Titanic again? Yes. <laughs> As the um, it, Black Panther is now the third highest grossing film of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, behind Titanic. Yes. So what... no, no, actually, Titanic is behind it. Yeah. Well, okay. So what? What's in front of it? In front of it is uh, Avatar and I think Star Wars: Force Awakens. All right, so um, okay, it was just sort of like um, I was just thinking it beat Titanic, and um, I, I didn't actually think The Force Awakens actually beat Titanic as well. You know, to be honest. Well, yeah. You know, you just go show how um, how insignificant Titanic's uh, sort of like become in the scheme of things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, given that Avatar's yeah. sort of like you know, so. And you know, it actually brings more truth to the uh, to the headline. You know, sunk Titanic again. Given again. That it actually sunk real, real time. And then the the movies, um, it was sunk once by uh, Avatar, and then again by Star Wars: Force Awakens. Yes. Yeah. You know, it just goes show that sci-fi films are more effective than icebergs. They are. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like um, it's quite significant, though, isn't it? Because it's sort of like it's, uh, it's 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 brilliant. I'm I'm so happy because Black Panther is an awesome, awesome film. So you've seen it? I've seen it. Yes. Yeah, well, I haven't. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm waiting for it to. Um, you know, it's not going to be in the theaters now here in the UK. Unfortunately, it's probably you know past its date as it as it goes now. But you know, I'm probably going to get it on on the. Um, you know, on on the on the Blu-ray release as soon as it comes out. Yeah, it's 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 a great film. They they put real they put real effort into it. Because it's one I wanted to see, but you know, because my circumstances at the time weren't that great, um, I had to put it on the back burner. Mm, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like everything else. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind going to see the uh, the new um, Ready Player One film, but I think I'm probably going to pass and wait. Yeah, you know. So yeah, yeah and that's, a, that's actually a big story. It's quite significant as well because it's actually a, a film that's got mostly a black cast. That's actually sort yes. of like Trump yeah. or these um, yeah. or these other things. And I I use the word uh, Trump under under an, under an advisory. Yeah, 
Gilman. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah I'm kind of impressed with that that's actually really great news Um, and moving on to another news piece um, there's actually been a story that you were talking about Anson Mount is going to yes Anson Anson Mount who is uh, most famous for a role on Hell on Wheels and most recently did his best in the otherwise unfortunate uh, Inhuman series for ABC, has been cast as Captain Pike in Star Trek Discovery. Mm. I'm going to have to watch Inhumans again, am I, to ring in, or, or um, at least hang on wheels or something to actually get a sense of who this guy is. Because yes, he, he's, um, he's um, very good. He's, um, he was one of the more watchable elements of uh, Inhumans. Because unlike you, I didn't, I didn't sit through the entirety of Inhumans. I, uh, one episode was enough. <laughs> um, no, no matter how cool that you know, so that giant bulldog looked, one episode was more than enough. Um, but yeah, he's going to be uh, taking over the take taking the captain's chair, and it's going to be Sonic. He's got um, He's going to be thinking in the shoes of uh, the Nate Jeffrey Hunter and, of course, yes. the uh, yes. the guy that played the alternative universe version um, in the Star Trek films. Yeah, Bruce Greenwood, I think it was. It was, yeah, it was Bruce Greenwood. Um, you know, and a bit sad, really, because Bruce Greenwood's such a great actor. Um, yeah, they should have just kept him around, but... Yeah. You know, they 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 should have kept that pike, that universe's pike around. It's sort of like it's sort of like it seemed seemed like a bit of a waste, uh, blowing him off in the uh, Into Darkness movie because there's no <laughs> there's no sort of like a older mentor figure for Kirk to, you know, get get guidance from. No, no. You know, with him being such a young captain, sort of thing in in that universe, and um, and and I think um, Greenwood actually filled that role nicely in the first film. He did, he did. But Anson Mount, he's going to be um, amounting the captain's chair. Yes. <laughs> um, and um, Ga- Ga- uh, Legends of Tomorrow news, um, we're going to get another cast member leaving, and uh, you've got your prediction about that, and I quite agree with you about it. You predict it's, it's probably going to be Amaya Vixen. Yeah, yeah. That, her, her storyline's coming to the end. That makes sense. Um, you know, if you if you look at her storyline, she's she's supposed to be back in the nineteen forties, taking care of the uh, taking care of her tribe, taking care of her people, and taking care of business and. You know, she spent on sort of like two years with the legends. Yeah, yeah. She's she's I mean she's she's gotten distracted and she's probably gonna have to erase her memory and just go back and it's gonna be tragic for Nate, but that's life, you know. Also, um Jess McCallan who plays Agent Ava Sharp has been uh, given regular status. That's that's actually good news. Um you know, I I'm sort of like here and there about her myself, I'm not really that bothered about her. Uh, passe, but uh, I do know that a lot of a lot of people actually love what she's brought to the show and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know, I, I'm not really that bothered either way. <laughs> you know, it's so. like um, you know, I'm, I don't I, I don't dislike her, um, and I don't necessarily like her either. It's like, kind of like one of them. Yeah, I think. yeah. Just to, it it depends on the writing. I'm 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 really interested to see. Uh, what these writers do, because with Constantine coming on board, um, 
Phil Clemmer, the executive producer of the series, has said that they're going to uh, bring in some mystical creatures and delve more into the mystical creatures and, and uh, going into season four. That's, so. that's certainly going to make things interesting and it could make some of the other characters quite redundant. In which, in which case there'll be some more exits at the end of season four. You know, I mean, this is obviously how the show works, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm just wondering if they'll keep Sarah on, Sarah around, because she's sort of like been the main uh, main force of it, you know, for pretty much most of season two and three. Katie Lotz is, is a big draw, and she's one of the few people who actually does her own stunts. And she's she's trained in multiple martial arts and multiple and multiple dance styles, and a certified stunt woman. So she actually does her own stunts, yeah. and she's one of the few cast members who can. Uh, so they'll they'll probably, and they'll keep her around as for that, if nothing else, I think. Mm-hmm. She's oh. she's actually um you know she's actually a damn good actress as well and I think that she's too. actually that too. I think she's yeah. actually too good for it in in a lot of ways mm-hmm. in terms you know from an acting standpoint because um, I I seen her um, a few years back um, in in a film called The Machine. I saw uh, that too. I watched and, it too. And she's she's she really well. She yeah. was awesome in that. Yes. You know, so like um, so. Um, I'd I'd be you know if she if she was written out at some point in the future it wouldn't at all surprise me because it's a uh, it's like uh, with the with the other actor the the guy that left earlier in the in the season oh Victor um, Garber Victor yes. Garber um, I yeah. forgot his name I was reaching for it um, yeah. you know he really was too good for it and uh, I was actually quite surprised that he stuck around as long as he did. He's probably just having fun. I mean, he's, 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 you have to understand that Victor Garber is huge in musical theater um, and a, a moderately big name in TV. And, and for those who don't know, he left Legends of Tomorrow to star opposite Bernadette Peters in Hello, Dolly. Mm-hmm. So he's just, he, he just reached that I'm having fun stage of his career. He's doing whatever the heck he wants. And, mm-hmm. I, and I love him for it. So, um, uh, yeah, but... Uh, yeah, eventually they're going to probably have to make some choices with Katie Lotz, but I hope not for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm hoping we get an Easton of a season out of her. Yeah. You know, um, but, you know, is that, is, is that all we've got on news? Should we go right, right oh, on to the, TV? There, there's a third news story in that Colton Haynes has been up to a regular series status again in, for season seven of Arrow. Oh, good God. So, can, can this guy make his mind up or what? <laughs> <laughs> You know, first he first he becomes a season regular in series two, is it? And, uh, and, and, yeah. And maybe so like for most part of three. Then he then he leaves and then he comes back. Then he leaves and he comes back. And damn, you know. <laughs> yeah. Frankly, I think it says more about the show than it does about him because they're having they're having issues. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> there was a whole article about um, about how they're having to respond to the backlash of the their unfortunate civil war storyline with the new team it's it's backfired on them and they're actually having to address it publicly in the entertainment press now it doesn't surprise me because it's it's, they've actually dragged it on way too long oh god i mean it would be it would be different if it actually been better written but but it's it's badly written Mm -hmm. and then it's a a storyline i didn't particularly like when marvel did it in the first place so a badly written version of a Marvel storyline I wasn't particularly fond of to begin with is not exactly my idea of entertainment. Yeah, and it's a DC show, so... Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, Marvel did do Civil War, and uh, 
But that said, I think Marvel did Civil War better, you know, in both the comic and the film. They did. Um, did. You know, so like, um, I mean, the one thing that impressed me about Civil War is we actually got to learn about the uh, differences in 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 political beliefs and uh, and morals between sort of like uh, Tony Stark and uh, and and Steve and Rogers, yeah. yeah, and it's it's sort of like it's almost if Stark's kind of like your your sort of like your flag rate your flag waving Republican and um, Rogers is sort of like your more moderate sort of yeah. character, um, which it's kind of shocking because I would have thought it would be the other way around. <laughs> banking on that but I think they were relying on the fact that the characters had gone through arcs by then that had you know logically changed them to the point where they had gotten to those beliefs so, so yeah but yeah I um, I'm just I'm not a fan of internal strife storylines in general so that when so that when so that when you get a version that's badly written on top of that I really just I don't I don't have the patience for it and the arrow version has just been mind numbing yeah, you know, I, I've just found the uh, the villain as well very underwhelming this year. Yeah, I mean, they were they were they replaced Michael Emerson for this. Yeah, and you know, like, I wouldn't mind, but the guy that's actually playing him is actually a really good actor. Uh, that and that's the other problem. I've I've seen Kirk Acevedo and other stuff. I know he's capable. Mm-hmm. They're just not giving him enough to do. I mean, you know, he, he was a. You know, Kirk Acevedo, um, as he's called, um, he was he's been he was absolutely brilliant in Twelve Monkeys. Which is a TV yeah. show that I've been following, and I really, I've come to Twelve Monkeys kind of late. Uh, yeah. I came to it with season three. I ended up binge watching season one and two last year in order to song like uh, binge watch season three over a weekend to do a feature about it on Monsters and Critics, and <laughs> and um, you know Kirk, Kirk Acevedo was actually one. He was one of the shining stars about you know of that show. Now, the man, the man's got skills, and he, and he, like Emerson before him, is being completely underutilized. And and let's talk about Michael Emerson. Michael Emerson. They wasted Michael Emerson. How the hell do you even do that? I just, I no, the whole, the whole, the whole thing is bugging. It's really mm. just bugging. You know, to be honest, um, I'm actually shocked that it's got a foot, that it's got a seventh season. I am too. I, I, I really I'm honestly am. shocked because this this season's actually just been sort of like um, I thought last year was a low point, but this this is actually sort of taking it to new lows. And you know, I mean, I don't know what I don't know what Marx's impression is on it because I've not really been keeping up with DC Action Hour of late, so I don't know what their you know what 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 their, their general uh, feeling is about the show. Marx Marx is not impressed. I he tweeted back when I when I tweeted him the uh, the article where the where the executive producers were commenting on me on the backlash. He was he's not impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they're going to have to make some choices going into next season. Some very fundamental choices. Mm-hmm. This is not okay. I mean, of course, there's also been you know kind of a a bit of a hassle behind the scenes as well with the. Uh, with the allegations against um, one one of the uh, one of the showrunners um, to do that's, the, that's true. The, that's the, true. the Me Too movement and and stuff like that, and um, you know you, you don't know how much that has had an effect on 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 the various DC shows. You know, given that he's been this second guy's been such a big big part of um, of, of creating these shows and, and getting them out there. 
Yeah, I I know for a fact that Supergirl is the show that's going to feel it most, and that's why they went on hiatus partially is because they needed to regroup after that, and so they they used Legends as a as a buffer to buy themselves some times to re- to regroup because he he was big on Supergirl, but um but yeah that might that might be part of it, and part of it is I think that just they just don't know what they're doing. They've they've lost the thread. And uh, they're, they're flailing a little bit. And I think part of it is that the, the spinoffs, everything after Arrow, they're, they're concentrating a little more on the spinoffs than they are on Arrow. On Arrow the Arrow's kind of become the, the flagship has become the stepchild mm-hmm. on, some, on some levels. Well, I spotted another piece of news uh, a, couple of, uh, a couple, of, couple of days ago. Um, and it was um, something based on a tweet from Stephen Ammo. And basically, he's saying that there there is a very good chance of um, a Black Lightning and Arrow Arrow um, crossover next season. Um, okay, I'll, I'll I'm, find that. Sorry. I'm I'm personally um, not particularly excited about that. If if they let the black if they let the Black Lightning writing team come to the fore for it, they'll be fine. Yeah, you know, I think what they need to do is maybe just have Stephen Amell go over to um, go over to Black Lightning's universe yeah. and, and do it that yeah. way. Um, yeah. You know, as opposed to so like trying to bring him to uh, to Star City because you know, poor Black Lightning, um, he'd, he'd be in for a complete culture shock if he goes to Star City and 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 sees all these um, these teams in Civil War and you know having having petty fits and uh, washing their hair and all the bitchiness and the snipiness that's going on. Yeah, it's like please just go do your jobs. You know, yeah, he'd be like um, enough already. He would zap them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he 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 actually would. It would be a very short crossover. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that would be that would be the internally logical response from him if he saw that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's what's going on with Arrow. I I am basically only watching Arrow because it's a, it's an interconnected universe, and because all of these shows impact the other shows to varying degrees. Yeah, that's the only reason I'm and, watching it now. Um, being you know, you've probably seen my reviews over the last few weeks, and um, every most of the reviews have just been bitching about the uh, whole sort of like thing, and. Um, Oh, my last review, did I? I said something along the lines of, "Shouldn't this have actually happened about two, three fucking episodes ago?" Yes, yeah. <laughs> I think one of the biggest structural problems is, is that some of these shows are still twenty-three episodes. One of the things, Legends and Black Lightning, are are the two strongest DC shows right now, and one of the reasons they are is because they're the they're the shows with the shortest seasons. Legends is eighteen, Black Lightning is thirteen. You know what? Um, I I can agree with you on Black Lightning, but not necessarily with Legends. Although Legends is probably the funnest show of the DC shows. I you know, adore it. It's you know, it's, so I, like, I, it's um, wonderful. But I I don't know whether it's necessarily the one 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 of the strongest. Um, it could be one of the strongest if they shorten the episodes from seventeen to thirteen and uh, mm. and, and did 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 some did a really strong arc of it. Um, but then it then it could potentially sort of like be the strongest of all shows if if it was to do that and if they were to really sort of like dig into the characters, uh, for me. But you know, for me, um, legends, legends, of tomorrow is kind of like um, a nice, fun little diversion from the from the more soapier uh, shows that are on, and and uh-huh. Lightning is actually um, proper adult drama. 
Yeah, I, I, I like both shows because both shows commit to being what they are. Mm-hmm. One of the problems with Arrow is that after all these years, Arrow is still apologizing for being a comic book show. Mm-hmm. Still. That, that, that's, uh, that's probably the, the, the biggest problem it has. Um, because I, I think when they set out to do Arrow, they wasn't expecting to do spin-offs from it. They weren't expecting to do The Flash. They weren't expecting to do um, Supergirl. Supergirl and well, Supergirl wasn't there, wasn't in their wheelhouse. It was a, it was CBS originally, wasn't it? So yeah, um, they weren't expecting to do Legends and 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 uh, and, and Flash or any of that. So. Um, Arrow Ring, it was very much an experiment. Yeah. And they they need to sort of like think, well, well, Arrow is what it is now. They need to sort of like, um, perhaps what they should do, um, I mean, they're kind of halfway there already by having changed the name of the city from Starling City to Star City. Perhaps the next move is to change the title of the show to Green Arrow and, and have it be what it actually is meant is. to be. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, own, uh, it. own it, own be, it. Be the comic book show. Yeah, and um, and um, only to an extent where you actually bring Green Lantern in and do the uh, do do the do the season long arc where they're touring America. <laughs> I would love that so much, so much. And it, it, you know, it'd be so it'd be it'd be so like just as relevant to do that now as it was when Denny O'Neill actually wrote the damn thing back in the seventies. Yeah, I mean, one of the reasons why Black Lightning is doing so well is because it's socially relevant. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so, I mean, if, if they did the TV version of, of Green, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, it would rock. And then even bring in one of those little alien guys, one of those little guardians as the yeah. third person in there. That would be awesome. Yeah, they'd have to power down the, the uh, Green Lantern a little bit, though. They would, you they know. would, but they, but they would do that. I mean, that's, 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 that's nothing. That's window dressing. Because um, one, one of the things that people say to uh, say, oh, this will never happen because they've not got the budget to deal with Green, Green Lantern. And, and I'd argue, well, they have. If they've got the budget to deal with Supergirl, they've got the yeah. budget to deal with Green Lantern. It just means powering him down a little bit. Yeah. If they can give us Grodd, they can give us Green Lantern. They just got to power him down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of those. Um, so on to TV shows now. Uh, um, Timeless. What have you been thinking so far? Uh, have you watched this latest episode? Yeah, I watched and reviewed it earlier today. Um, finally. Um, okay. I think the triangle. If the if the writing is handled the way this first episode was, the triangle will not be as much of a chore as I was fearing it would be. Um, I still don't care. I think the whole thing is forced. Um, that said, if this arc plays out where Jess, his wife Jessica, ends up actually going on a mission before it's over, that could be cool. I got, I've got a feeling. Um, I mean, it's probably it's pretty obvious. It's the only logical sort of like plot point, really. Uh, Jessica is a written house spy. There, yeah, I was thinking about that. And uh, yeah, and and the fact that Wyatt can't see it um, just uh, proves that he's a total dumb fuck. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I I actually quite enjoyed this episode um, in terms of it went back to an interesting period of American history with these saying and witch trials and and um, and such. And Garcia Flynn, um, Goran Vucinovich is playing it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it was great to see him back and, um, yes. and actually on the same time, same team. 
Um, you know, I, I kind of uh, subheaded my review, enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yes. You know, because he started off as their enemy and o- o- over time, sort of like, Moosey's sort of like, um, it, it's just great that I've actually brought him into it more uh, because it makes logical sense given that she was beginning to form an alliance with him towards the end of the first season. Yes, and, yes. You know, and th- that that's all that works. It's just sort of like a case of how far is Flynn going to go and um, how much is, is Lucy going to be able to sort of like... Uh, Stay, stay in control of that situation. Yeah. You know? But I, I've, uh, and I quite enjoyed this this one um, more so than last one. I think the 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 whole thing with Gia being able to see time loops is quite interesting. Yeah, and it, it's going to be interesting to see how they use that, particularly as Rufus is basically telling her by the end, "Don't tell me," because that 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 made me go into the loop. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, to be honest, um, I think the, I think the logical way for her to deal with that is to tell Mason. Yes. And, and Mason can sort of like, uh, you know, pass it on um, to, to Moosey in, in subtle ways that where, where they can actually sort of like uh, interact with the time loop without actually being burnt by it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, um, it's something. That, 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 that was actually tragic. It was. The way, the way. It was. It was very t- tragic, but it's also it's also a potential advantage for the for that for that team over the, over the Rittenhouse team. Yes, it is. You know, um, I'm not sure about this Nicholas character. He he could go either way. It's going to depend on the writing. Um, yeah. I'm not caring about him now. Yeah, I, I'm not sick and caring about him. He just sort of like seems very very sort of like spoiled and. Uh, and, and misogynistic, but then again, that that particular point of point of him makes sense given that he's from the um, from the First World War. Yes, and that that's Rittenhouse. That's an aspect of Rittenhouse. So yeah. Well, you know, so like, um, I, I, I kind kind of enjoyed the dynamic between Lucy and her mother this season, and um, and and the fact that her mother can't do what needs to be done. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's, that's going to be quite interesting, but. I'm quite liking the show uh, so far, but I'm not holding my breath that it's going to get picked up for a third season. I don't know what the no, real things think, have been No, I think, like. I mean, you have to understand, you know, for those, for those listeners located outside the U.S., the show is aired on Sunday nights at 10 p.m. Mm, which is not going to get it very much. I, no, that's, that's, that's not a renewal slot. Um, that's that's, that's, that's a spot. we're throwing the fans a bone slot. Yeah, it's a death spot, yeah. you know. And it, it sort of like contradicts the reasons why they got it renewed in the first place because they actually um, they actually put forward a case that you know you, you should renew this show because it's got a really strong uh, audience with families. Yes. You know, it's got it's got you know, and um, and that was one of the one of the strengths that they pointed out of the show. But um, well, you know, it kind of looks like um, who's it? Is it NBC? NBC. Yes. It kind of looks like NBC, uh, kind of like just sticking two fingers up at the riders and saying, "Here you go, here's your second season." Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so you know, I'm not, I'm not holding my breath, and but I, I just hope that the writers um, address address it and actually sort of like uh, you know tie up loose ends by the end of the second season, given yeah. the fact that it's sort of like been. Being, it's came on so late in, in as a mid-season replacement, and it's also it's also been put on at um, a horrendous time. 
Yeah. But, you know, based on what happened last season, I'm not holding my breath there either. No. You know? No. Anything could happen. It's, it's, the, whole, the whole thing is weird. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, well, so like, uh, on to other shows. Uh, what other shows do you want to discuss? Well, let's see. I finished... Did you did you get through um, uh, a series of horrible events? I didn't. Mm, no. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely worth seeing. I'm also watching Ash Ash versus the Evil Dead. Are you caught up on that one? Uh, no, I'm saving that for the summer when there's nothing on. Ah, okay. <laughs> so um, it's it's it, it's very good. It's very good, also. So um, let's see. Um, but there's now uh, stop, nothing to stop you from discussing Ash versus Evil Dead. Uh, now, if you if you want to talk about it a little bit, I'm quite happy for you to do so. I mean, I I, I don't mind spoiling it. So I like uh, I'll talk about it in in general terms. Um, at the end of season two, there was a brouhaha where one of the executive producers left the show out of creative differences because he wanted to do a time do a time travel thing where it turned out Kelly was Ash's daughter. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do that. They settled for making a separate character his daughter this season. And I, and I actually like that better. Um, it's a, it's allowed for it's allowed for some interesting storytelling. There, there sometimes there there is such a thing as too much narrative economy, mm-hmm. and actually having separate characters where where Kelly is her own thing, and then there's the daughter, uh, is is really helpful. And they've done some really interesting things. And uh, and uh, even though he's been killed, we get a uh, we get we get a uh, guest stint uh, by um, Lee Majors. Lee Majors is Brock Williams. He comes yeah. back. Yeah, I, I read about that. So, yeah, no, it, and it's fun. It's fun, and and Lee Majors gets to uh, gets to just ham it up and have and have a have a hoot. Mm-hmm. And um, I know, and it's and it's and it's really it's really working. Uh, they they double down on uh, the storyline of Pablo uh, having to deal with the fallout of of having swallowed the book and uh, and some of the some of the history of his family with the Brujos and so he gets to uh, double down on some of that and uh, and uh, Lucy Lawless is absolutely just kicking ass on every level this is a great great role for her ruby ruby's an awesome role for her mm-hmm. and it's it's definitely worth watching and bruce campbell there's nothing to be said the man just owns it <laughs> well you know he, he <laughs> kind of he's ash he's, ash he's Williams, ash. you know he's <laughs> ash. so he just he just he just kept on going <laughs> And he is, he is absolutely just, and you can tell that he is having the time of his life. I mean, apart from narrative concerns on any of these shows, I enjoy watching a lot of them simply because they get really good actors and then they just let them have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing like watching good actors have a lot of fun. Because yeah. at that point, the narrative, the narrative issues become superfluous almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also one of the reasons why Legends works for me is because apart from anything else, you get a, a lot of really cool actors who are just having a lot of really good fun. Yep. I mean, it's um, it's kind of like, as I say, it's one it's one of those shows um, that I, I'm just going to have to binge during the summer. Um, yeah. Because obviously I'm watching Legends, I'm watching, I'm watching UK shows as well and, uh-huh. and, and stuff like that. So you can't really watch everything during the autumn and, and winter. So I just save a couple of things, shows for rainy days in the summer. I think um, I think I think Westworld is going to have to be one of those shows I saved. 
because it, it's coming um, April 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 twenty second, and I I'm thinking something's going to have to give. Yeah. So. Well, you know, I um, last last year we had um, we had had oral reviewing Westworld. Um, I'm going to sort of like uh, ask him if he'd be interested in doing it again, but you know, so like I'm not sure if he if he will be because um, he's kind of like uh you know busy with with his work but you know i could always ask ty but you know sort of like um i i um i oh, but i might i might just do it myself if i if, oh, I, if yeah, I can I'll, fit I'll it in see when it gets closer when is um when is uh thunderbirds coming back because i'm looking for it and i'm not finding it and that's a good point. Um, I think it's you know I've I, I've been meaning to muck it muck it up because I read somewhere that it was coming back on March twentieth, but it's not in my my uh, my Skybox hasn't recorded it and I do have it set to record. Um, so I'm I'm just gonna muck on 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 ITV player and see if there's any episodes there from from season three, or you mm-hmm. know, or, or has it been held up? Um, I've not seen Neil before blog review it. No, he well he. He stopped reviewing it a while ago. Anyway, he he something had to get with his schedule, and he decided that uh, that uh, uh, Thunderbirds was not a priority. So he yeah. quit a while ago. Because um, that that's how I knew the second season to come back when 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 Craig started reviewing it. Um, mm. So I, I'm I'm gonna have to look on on ITV player and and see if it's actually already back on. Uh, but that said, it's not going to be a priority on this side either. I'll probably just review an episode here and there. Mm, okay. But I'll let you know what I find out. Okay. It's a, it's, it's a fun show, but it's sort of like it's not, you know, at the moment on Saturdays I'm reviewing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. so Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., is, they're, they're doing really well. I'm liking the season. If this is the final season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I I've quite enjoyed it this season. It's kind of got a bit got a bit slow towards the beginning of the uh, of the second part of the arc, but it's actually picked up now. Yes, and um, you know, um, seeing um, Simmons and um, and Yo Yo uh, go um. against Daisy's orders, sort of thing. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the repercussions are about about that. Uh, but also, you know, Ruby saying, I am the Wilkinger. And I thought, finally, mm. she's owning it. <laughs> yes. That's not, not a good sign. It's it's really? not, you know. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's going to be, so, you know, it makes me wonder if the uh, if the will gets destroyed while Daisy is actually dooming with uh, with Ruby. Uh, you know? Um, yeah. So, so that's going to be uh, in- interesting to see. Um, I think there's only... a handful of episodes left now yeah no it's it's winding down yeah it's, not, it's kind of like gotham gotham's got about five more to go and uh we've seen we've kind of more or less seen the introduction of a joker mm-hmm. um you know and basically it's the same guy that plays jerome he's good yeah yeah he's great as jerome so um basically um the joker is his saner or um, his saner twin brother um oh. and uh Jerome's been one, one, the joke uses a, a line in in um, in in the Dark Knight film with Christian Bale where he goes, "All it takes is one bad day." Day. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Jerome's actually used that line, and um, he's making it his mission to uh, drive his brother mad, and then kill him. <laughs> ah. So, and so that's sort of like. Um, I think what's going to happen is is 
going to be um, a bit of a, a bit, bit of a battle between twin between the twin brothers, uh-huh. and uh, the Joker's going to come out of the you know come out you know be born through that sort uh-huh. of thing. Um, so that's that's interesting, and you know Gotham's actually gotten better, I think. Uh-huh. Um, you know, certainly this year's been good, and last year was good. The first two seasons were kind of a little bit lame. Uh, Bruce Wayne's actually kind of um, unofficially become the Batman. Mm, yeah. You know, so it's 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 actually uh, if, if it comes back for one more year, I I, I won't be I, I, I won't I won't I won't be too sort of like I won't be against watching it for another year because it's actually gotten better. That's good to know. You know. Um, you know, it's kind of kind of like uh, once it got rid of Jay Jay the Pinkett Smith, it just sort of like got really good. Mm, okay. And I'm sort of like um, because you, the the actors that are embodying the characters are, are really 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 good. Um, you know, especially the guy that plays uh, Penguin and uh, the guy that plays Riddinger, um and Lee uh, Lee Tompkins, the uh, the part that's played by Marina Baccaran. Uh, she's uh-huh. she's kind of gone over to the dark side a little bit that's she's what i read like a, yeah she's kind of like straddling in between that 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 sort of like space between being being villain and being good guy sort of mm. thing at the moment which is making her quite interesting to to watch and uh you know i i did my review of it on friday um i think it was a friday afternoon I posted it and uh within within a matter of uh, hours um um um, one one of the one of the official Twitter pages of Marina Baccarin had retweeted it. Oh wow! Quoted, oh. Yeah, quoted the review, and I thought, cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> because I I don't really pay too much mind to what's happening with my reviews once I put them out there on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, um, so so seeing that was kind of nice. Um, so, any other shows you want to talk about? So uh, no, we, we got... already we already covered the DC stuff. In our, in our previous conversation. What about so. shows that are coming up? Because we've got Humans that's coming back later this you know, next month. Or oh, month. yes, Humans. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what the fallout on that's going to be because when we left off, uh, all, they had all been woken up. Mm-hmm. Well, Dominic's, and... Dominic's going to be taking over the reviewing of Humans for me. Cool. So, you know, you, you're going to get a diff, different perspective on that. Um and uh, there's a new show that's actually just started um, recently on Channel Four called Kiss Me Quick, and I watched the first episode of it last week, and it was sort of like um, it was all right. It seems to be it's about it's about this uh, young woman. She's uh, knocking into a virtual reality sort of like universe sort of thing, where and and they're using kind of like that narrative of the red pill from Matrix. Mm, okay. uh, some of the characters. Um, it's kind of like a young person's sort of thing because the mostly uh, people that are banging out with their banging out with their teens, really. In, in okay, their yeah, it's it. But it's yeah. um, it's 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 interesting. Um, the first the first episode was a, a little bit slow, but it, it was it was getting getting it was warming up a little bit towards the end. Um, I mean, it's quite interesting to see just. Just because of the the virtual worlds and the graphics that they're using, mm. they they actually show parts where they're actually in within game universes, sort of thing. So from that point of view, it's actually quite visually interesting. But um, as far as storyline goes, it's a bit of a snowburn. 
Mm-hmm. And I yeah. start, start I'm, last I'm week. Kind of, I'm kind of over slow burn storylines, to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have Lost in Space coming up on Friday on Netflix. Yeah, that I'm checking out. I'm hoping it doesn't suck. Uh, I'm hoping it isn't as camp as the original. Um, I, it doesn't look I like it's it, going to be. I want it to be. I want it. I want it to be a little more adult than the original show, but not a slog. I would like them to to be able to have some fun with it. Mm, well, the train is the train for it looks quite dark, to be honest. Yeah, if it's if it's as dark as it looks, I probably won't probably won't watch much past the first season or even the entire first season. It depends on what it depends on what we get. Well, the soundtrack's really good. So mm. I've actually just reviewed it today, actually. It's one of the best soundtracks I've listened to in a while. Um, cool. And, um, you know, and he uses the John Williams theme within the soundtrack really, really well. I mean, I didn't actually know it was John Williams that actually did the original Lost in Space soundtrack. I, oh, I didn't either. You know? Cool. <laughs> so, <Never forget. laughs> so it's, you know, that, that's something that's, that, that I've learned this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um but but is that Jimmy? Um, I, th- I think if soundtrack's anything to go by, I'm kind of hopeful, mm. and that 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 is going to be going to be quite you know quite good in terms of um of of being more adult than 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 the uh, original. Because I I wasn't really a huge fan of the original, to be honest. Neither, neither was I. Neither was I. I just thought you know. Yeah, the the robot and and Will Will and and uh, Doc Smith. It was a fun dynamic, but it wasn't something that I I, I could devote weeks of my life to. <laughs> it wasn't really much must watch for me. Um, you know, to be honest, out of the year when Angan shows, I think my favourite was the uh, was Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. That was my favourite too. And yeah. I don't know why we don't have any any more science fiction set under the water. You know, we've had we've had that and we've had Sequest DSV. And, and Yeah, unfortunately things. Sequest DSV was uneven. <laughs> well yeah. But it's just sort of like uh, I just think it'd be really cool if someone someone could actually take take over the reins and, and do a, a science fiction drama series that's set underwater. That would right. be fun. That would be fun. You no, know, even if it's on like uh, you know Atlantis or something like uh, or, or some song like Captain Nemo thing, um, where Captain Nemo um, over over a span of a several of a few hundred years has has built an underwater city and a complete civilization underwater. Yeah, and um, it, it comes under threat from something like alien invaders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, it's just, it's just sort of like it just seems to me that it's a, it's a missed opportunity because um, in in actuality we've actually explored more of outer space than we have in our own oceans. So yeah, you know it, it is sad. It's genuinely sad. <laughs> um, so um, we've got lost in space coming up, and uh, I'm kind of looking forward to it. You're kind of so so about it. Yeah, kind of so so about it. as long as it. I don't mind it being. I don't mind it being darker than the original because it needs to be darker than the original. I just. I just don't want them to wallow. Mm. I want them to find a middle ground tone, basically. Yeah. You and uh, you, you basically don't want them to go all Battlestar Galactica with it. Oh sh- please, that's my. That's my fear. Is that yeah. they'll turn it into some sort of bizarre Battlestar Galactica variant? And I really. I will not sit for that. I cannot do it. Because that so. seems. That seems to be the benchmark. Yeah, you know. it needs to be it needs to be darker than the original show, but lighter than Battlestar Galactica. 
as long as that's what I got, I'll, I'll sit for it. I don't know. I mean, if it's somewhere around about, if it's somewhere around about the point of a Star Trek Discovery, I'd be quite happy. If that I can live with. That I can live with. If yeah. it's somewhere towards that standard, I'd, I'd be quite happy with it. Um, I know that there's probably a thousand uh, Star Trek fans out there now wanting to come come to my house and slit my throat after yeah. having heard that, but you know, tough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, so it's that. So, um, should we wrap things up? I think so. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's it for this week. Um, hope you've enjoyed the show. We're going to have uh, more episodes coming up, um, and hopefully, we'll have more interviews coming up. Um, um, but those that haven't so like listened to recent shows, we had a really good show recently with uh, Jeff Nimoy, uh, the producer and uh, voice artist, writer, actor. Um, he, he he did uh, some of the voices on on the Digimon cartoons and 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 uh, you know produced the American uh, versions of those. Um, and uh, that's a really cool interview, and he's got some lots, lots of cool stories. So um, if you want to sort of like check back through our archives, uh, that that'd be a good one to check out. And we've got loads of other good stuff as well. Um, and uh, you know, just so you know, we're now on Google Play. So just type in Sci-Fi Pulse Radio um, on your search of pod- for podcasts on Google Play, and we should pop up. Um, and we're also on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, same again, Sci-Fi Pulse Radio um, on, on those. But that's all for this week, and we'll be back at you again real soon. Bye.